Stand by. Transmissions recommence within the next few seconds. Hold on tight. Hold on to your hats or your wig if you have no hat. Seat belts must be secured. The power has been switched on. The energy is racing down the cable. It's here. Uh, what shall I say next to convey the excitement? Uh, doggies, doggies, help! Converting into English, this is what the doggies, Benji and Minnie, are saying. Broadcasting from Eastbourne, this is broadcast number 28 from Radio Pop Stand. Broadcasting of other world's most powerful radio transmitter, the internet. Oh, those doggies, they're so clever. <laughs> This is Radio Pop Stand, broadcasting on the world's most powerful radio transmitter, the internet. Hello, this is us, and we are back. It's been a long time since our last broadcast from Radio Pop Stand. <gasps> The 4th of August 2019 was our last transmission and as a result we have built up a bumper bundle of stuff just for you. Hopefully you'll find something of interest in this bigger the biggest transmission yet from Popstand. And we'd love to hear your comments on what you hear. Contact details later, but first let's see what's coming your way. One of the biggest additions to many people's lives over the past 16 years is this concept known as social media. But was there social media before the likes of social media apps available on our mobile devices? Listen to our feature for all the details of what we used to do before the days of Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat and the like. Later in this transmission, we have a roundup of all the news stories, the news that matters, but perhaps not all the standard news stories you would expect. To conclude our transmission, this time around we bring you our feature, Featured App, which focuses its attention on an app I've discovered that I believe you will find useful. This is Popstand, broadcasting up your alley, down your street, across your city, over the county and the country, to every part of the continent, the whole of planet Earth, and now throughout the universe. This is Radio our first item, social media networking, now and then. Social networking. 
back in 2012, I wrote a post for my blog, Rights Chatter, on the subject of social networking. Seven years later, I feel perhaps it's time for a revisit to the subject and also to bring said update on what many consider to be the latest hot method of bringing information to the masses, and that is by the media of a podcast. Although the transcript of this article will appear on the Tumblr Radio Popstand blog and maybe, maybe other places too. In 2012, few could argue that Facebook and Twitter were the most popular social networking services on the internet. How many times have you heard the phrases, find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter? It seems that almost everyone on planet Earth has heard of these two giants available on the World Wide Web and the various apps available for mobile devices and phones and tablets. And a large percentage of the world's population have subscribed to the services they provide. But has the crown that was perhaps arguably jointly shared by these two services now slipped a little? Facebook has had a few problems and scandals over privacy issues and Twitter does seem to have lost some popularity to some extent in some sectors of its user base. Although it may seem that Facebook and Twitter have been in existence since the beginning of time, they are comparatively newcomers to our world, with Facebook coming alive in 2004 and Twitter having embraced our lives since 2006. Many other social media services have appeared on the scene since Facebook and Twitter appeared. Some have struggled to make the grade. Some have become very popular. Some have been swallowed up by either Facebook, Twitter or other global corporations and become incorporated within their existing services. Or they've been run as standalone services but owned by one of these social media giants. Just looking at my iPhone as it is today, there now follows a few of the social media apps I have installed. Some get used more than others. Apologies if your favourite is missing. If it's that good, perhaps you should tell the world about it. I'll give contact details at the end of this article and also just before this broadcast from Popstand concludes. So, on to the list, which is presented in no particular order. Firstly, let's check out Snapchat. Originally, this was called a peekaboo. It was, you know, I know. You, you don't believe me. It was, though, peekaboo. And it was launched in July 2011. Renamed Snapchat in September of the same year. So it wasn't called peekaboo for very long. Initially, the idea of Snapchat was as a user-to-user -user photo sharing app where content self-deletes within 24 hours or immediately after viewing by the recipient, whichever came first. Over the years, the app has developed in many ways, one of the most popular additions being the masks available, giving the ability to change the look of your face in many different and varied ways. There's the incorporation of bitmojis to your Snapchat creations. 
You don't know what a bitmoji is? Well, it's, it's a special form of emoji that, with the assistance of the Bitmoji app, can be designed to look just like you. Everyone should have their own Bitmoji. There's so much available on Snapchat, it's no wonder it's a popular app. Next, we look at Instagram. This was originally an independently owned app that was purchased by the almighty Facebook and has, as a consequence, changed vastly from its original form. Instagram went live in October 2010 and allowed users to post their photos and videos in a strictly square format with the optional comments added about each post. In April 2012, Facebook acquired Instagram and it has since over the years had many new features added but still retaining its core function of allowing the posting of photos, photos and videos. Although much criticism has been made where posts nowadays can only be viewed in a non-chronological order and can only be viewed in an order dictated by the algorithm that show users' posts in order Instagram believes you wish to see them. Facebook did make a failed attempt to take over Snapchat. When this was unsuccessful, Facebook launched its own Snapchat-style app called Slingshot. Unfortunately, Slingshot didn't gain enough popularity, so eventually closed. Facebook's next attempt at introducing self-deleting posts in a manner similar to Snapchat was to incorporate Instagram stories within Instagram, and this was in August 2016. This time, Facebook had a hit, and Instagram stories remains a part of Instagram to this day. Let's move on. Now we go to TikTok. This was launched in September 2016 in China as an app called, let's try and pronounce this right, um, Douyin. Most probably pronounced completely incorrectly, but there you go, Douyin. Um, this was um, then followed by an international version called TikTok, which became live during the year of um, 2017 in September. TikTok has become the Apple Store's most downloaded app over the past few years. Um, mainly used, but not exclusively show, so, by teenagers. TikTok allows users to post, amongst other things, lip-synced videos to short snippets of pop music, which are available from, in the, from within the app, producing some quite amusing and creative results. But the posts needn't just contain music. There are many comedy and some more serious posts that subscribers have posted. It has to be said, TikTok is quite the fun place to be. Next, we look at Tumblr, which is billed as a blog site and an app. An interesting one is Tumblr, 
where the majority of users use their feed to devote posts to one particular subtopic. And indeed, many users have more than one feed. I myself have two feeds on Tumblr. One is Right Chatter, which is a general blog, and um, another I have on there is by the name of Radio Popstand. I'm sure that name seems familiar. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> this is dedicated to support posts relating to this very podcast, Radio Popstand. Tumblr came on the scene in 2007, or even 2007, I think people normally say that as, and has in its time been owned by four different organisations. Tumblr has been criticised over the years over copyright infringements and has much controversy levelled at it in 2018 over the adult content available on Tumblr, which came to a head with Apple withdrawing the Tumblr app from its app store for a period of time until Tumblr got its house in order. Not sure where the name Tumblr comes from, um, or why it's Tumblr with the letter E missing. Um, but that's not something that really matters. Tumblr is a useful service if you have something to say on a particular subject. So if you do, have a look at Tumblr. Very interesting. Moving on, and we come next to YouTube. YouTube was an originally one of those independently owned services that became a part of Google. On YouTube, you can find videos arranging from the ridiculous to the outrageous, to the highly serious, to the informative, telling how to plaster a wall, how to pump up your tires on a bicycle, or instructions on how to play the card game Donkey. <laughs> my own YouTube contribute, my own YouTube contributions, I guess, come under fun or re perhaps ridiculous, but certainly not outrageous. Over the years, YouTube has become one of the most popular services available, either via its website or the various apps available on phones and tablets and everything else. Let's move on. Next, we have Periscope. This is yet another service that was originally independently owned, but was soon purchased by Twitter. Periscope introduced many of us to the concept of live streaming video. Many interesting things have appeared on this service over the years, including coverage of many major news stories brought to us by both professional broadcasting organisations and private individuals from most corners of the world. Launched in March 2015, um, and in those early days of Periscope, many streamers and their audience weren't really sure on how they should use the service. And it was not uncommon to see broadcasters being asked by viewers to do rather strange things as having a look at the contents of their fridge and other rather silly mundane requests. But it's certainly gained much popularity and uh, it's quite an interesting service. A form of social media that is close to a podcaster's heart is that where the human voice is the main tool used to make posts. Now, we all know what a podcast is, as you're 
listening to such a beast right at this very moment. You certainly are. But wouldn't it be fun to have, say, a Twitter type app where short snippets of the human voice were used rather than the standard typed words? Much search, much, much, much searching by yours truly, looking for something upon these lines was rewarded by eventually finding four apps providing speech-based posts of various lengths, from 30 seconds to three minutes to limitless. Really? Yes, limitless. I know. <laughs> it sounds incredible. Well, there you go. Very difficult for me to say which is the best of these four. They all have their strengths and weaknesses. Holler here allows up to 30 seconds of talk time with a similar capability in comments. Or your comments can be in text-based um, format. Unfortunately, Holler here does have a few problems in not being fully compatible with the more recent iPhones and it only allows 30 seconds of talk time on the Android version. Chirp, that's another one. This has a full three minutes of talk time available. Unfortunately, there's no voice comment available, just text comments, but these three minutes talk time do make the app more attractive than Holler here. Um, another feature in Chirp is the ability to upload a sound file to the app allows a more professionally produced post um, if that is your wish. Unfortunately, there does not appear to be an Android version of Chirp. Next, we come to Riff, um, which is an app and a website that is quite well laid out and pleasing to the eye. Riff allows you to place your post under one of several categories, something that the other social audio apps I'm mentioning here do not provide. As with Chirp, you have a three minute talk time availability, although I do note there are some posts exceeding this three minute limit. Not really too sure how this is achieved, although I have tried to find out, but not really got there. Um, maybe, maybe it's a possible via the facility available whereupon you can upload a sound file to Riff rather than speak your audio direct into the app. That must probably is the way, actually. Um, I do need to look further into that, actually. Right, let's move on to yet another social audio app. And that's how they refer to themselves. Yes, um, the one we're talking about now is called Lemoore, um, which is a shorter version of the phrase, less is more. You'll have to play about with the words and you'll see what I'm getting at there. Less is more, limor. Yes, yes, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll get there, you'll, you'll see. And this is an app which is quite incredible as it offers unlimited talk time. Yes, unlimited. And that's for every post. There is um, unlimited accompanying amount of text as well um, that can be added to your post. And... There's more, yes, more responses to each post can be in either sound or text form with once again no limits on the amount of talk time or the character count. I oh, know, that does sound unbelievable, doesn't it? 
Phew, yeah. <laughs> Lemoore also allows private messaging um, between individuals, um, which can be unlimited talk, unlimited text, or even image files. But there's no video. Oh dear. <laughs> Not that um, that is really meant as a complaint, but um, there's no video. Um, there is um, no feature to upload sound files um, with Lemoire, which some may find a bad point, but hey, it uh, you can't really find fault with this incredible bunch of features that are available, and it's also a very stable app. It hasn't crashed on me yet. Right, okay. Um, there are many podcasting apps available to listen to podcasts, but none beat that of Anchor, which is a fully complete package for creating a podcast. Anchor is the tool I use to create this very podcast, um, providing facilities to record your own voice, make recordings online with yourself and others remotely. There's a facility for others to leave messages for possible inclusion in future episodes of your podcast. Transition sounds to separate items from within your current episode. You can add background music from a library of music available within the app. A availability or an ability I should say to upload sound file created from elsewhere oh dear is there more <laughs> I think that's everything I don't know anyway there we go um, you can leave me a message via the voice message feature if you have left if I have left anything out and I'll upload your message next time promise I'll tell you how you can do that later in this episode of a radio pop stand I call each broadcast I call I what no what I I call each episode of radio pop stand a broadcast but that's just making that's that's just me being awkward that's me making a terrible job of saying that too isn't it but uh, hopefully you'll get the hang of what I'm saying Let's move away from social audio and look at an app that has the most incredibly friendly bunch of users, and that's an app by the name of Peach. Peach was created by Dom Hoffman and has been with us since January 2016. Hoffman was the co-creator of the now-demised Vine app. Remember that? You, you've got to. Surely everybody knows about Vine. That's the six-second video app. Yes, he also created another app called Hype which was a video streaming app similar to Periscope, but allowing the inclusion of previously prepared video, sound or image elements. Unfortunately, Hype didn't uh, become popular, so it disappeared from us, which is, in my, in my thoughts, a tragedy. But never mind. Let's go back to Peach. Um, so what is this Peach, you may well ask? Well, each user has their own individual feed and the feed contains posts um, always presented in chronological order of text, images, videos and other elements that are possible by Peach's most interesting feature called Magic Words. How does this, how does this work, you may be thinking? Quite simply is the answer. 
there are many magic words to choose from as you type your text within a post the app is watching for any of these magic words. For instance, if you type GIF, G-I-F, a prompt comes up asking for a GIF to search for in the vast lorry in the vast library available and it would be included in your post type time for the current time to be shown in your post a few more magic words are drawer which allows you a screen with coloring tools to draw a picture for inclusion in your post. The magic word song listens via the microphone and tells you the song currently playing, playing, playing on the radio or whatever um, for inclusion in your post. And here uses the GPS capabilities of your device and gives your current location. Very handy if you're away from your home and you want your followers to know where you currently are. Wow. <laughs> there are many more magic words. This is just a few of them. Within every post can be included hyperlinks and reference to other users of Peach, which they will be made aware of in their notification tab. Wow. <laughs> it's quite an interesting app. I'm surprised it's not the number one app, but it's it's not. But it's got quite a good. It's got quite a user base. Quite a big user base. Um, on all completed posts, there is the capability um, of making comments on said posts by tapping anywhere within the post. So worth a look at, I think. Definitely. I could continue forevermore detailing every different social media app and their different capabilities, but perhaps I've, I've gone through enough for now. Um, do you have a favourite social media app that you think the world should know about? Well, there are quite a few of them about, so um, it's, um, you know, the, the world certainly doesn't revolve around Facebook and Twitter. I think um, we are beginning to realise that. Um, so if you got something that um, you think the world should know about, why don't you let us know? Make contact with Radio Pop Stand. Keep listening, keep listening, because I'll give you details how to get in touch. Now, let's go back in time. Facebook and Twitter have not yet appeared on the scene. And the big question is, was there life in social media world before Facebook and Twitter took to the stage. In a word, yes! There have been many must-have services in the past that have come and some gone, or just diminished in popularity. Many over the years have been brought to us via the medium of the World Wide Web. This all goes back before the days of the smartphone having reached a mass market with the launch of the iPhone in 2007. In those days, our social media fix was via a home-based computer. 
one of the first services which was not initially on the World Wide Web was the Usernet Newsgroups. In my opinion, a rather awkwardly named service name, but there you go, that's what they were called. The service was often accessed from within your computer's email application and as a consequence was a very similar look and feel to email. You composed your message in much the same way as an email. It was posted to a group of people that subscribe to a particular forum or even forum on a set topic, allowing those users to comment on your posts. Usernet groups do still exist, although these days of the service being a thriving entity have sadly long gone. Do you remember the vast number of people using Microsoft's MSN Messenger? A service that unfortunately no longer exists, but was used with much frenzy, mainly by teenagers, in the heyday of its lifetime. MSN Messenger allowed users to chat via short messages um, to each other, talk via use of the microphone, send pictures and files to each other, and even see and talk with each other via webcams. This was before the days that computers had built-in webcams. So you had to buy um, your own webcam if you wished to use that. You did, yes. <laughs> Seems unbelievable, doesn't it? But it, it, it's the truth. It is. <laughs> Do you remember having to plug in and setting up this accessory on your computer? And if you were lucky, it worked. Um, then there was another service called Friends Reunited a service where the main aim was to bring together former school classmates whom had long since left school, lived their lives and yearned to re-establish old school friendships. Then we have many incarnations of online dating sites available in the early days of the World Wide Web and most now available on their own dedicated app where you can supposedly meet your perfect match, fall in love and happily live ever after. But you mustn't let the nerves get to you. You mustn't be you you must be bold enough to make that initial contact and turn up for that dream date. And then of course we have the bloggers. A blog, if you don't know, is an article where anyone and everyone can write about almost any subject they wish and have it published for anyone to read. I've already mentioned that this Radio Popstand article is inspired by my original blog posting by myself on my Rights Chatter blog. There are, at the present time, two incarnations of Rights Chatter available. One is on Google's Blogstock, Blogspot platform, and the other is available on Tumblr. But there was an original Rights Chatter, which I'll speak of in a moment. Before the World Wide Web gained popularity, my own introduction to the world of online social media was by a service called Micronet 800. Does anybody remember Micronet 800? We're talking about the 1980s here, so... Um, and this was the place where once a week I used to log on to this service called Prestel, which was home to Micronet 800. 
Prestel was British Telecom's attempt to bring online communications to the masses in the 1980s. It was available on what was called a view data system, which gave you a screen display like the old teletext service that the BBC and ITV in the UK used to broadcast in on those days. There were 24 lines of 40 characters with characters available in only seven different colours and the only graphics available were 3 by 2 block graphics taking up the same area as the alphanumic characters alphanumeric characters Micronet 800 was accessed on what now may seem very primitive home computers. My computer of choice in those days was a 32K BBC Model B computer made by Acorn Computers. I had to dial a number on my phone, wait for the tone and quickly flick a switch, put the handset down and hopefully contact was established. I had to watch out in case anybody downstairs lift the receiver though because they used to mess up the contact and I lost contact then. Micronet 800 had chat lines where subscribers could have real-time conversations. There was a comprehensive computer news service for all the popular makes of home computer, downloadable software, galleries available for each user to post his or her own content, this was where rights chatter first saw the light of day. And then, of course, we had mailboxes for direct private communication between users. All this on the rather primitive, by today's standards, of a teletext display. Moving away from computers, how did we communicate before the days of the social networking capabilities of the World Wide Web and other computerised predecessors? You, you may say the telephone, but that is normally only a one-to-one -one communication method and is not such an easy method with which to provoke an instant conversation. The Citizen Band Radio, or CB for short, revolution, that came to the UK in the late 1970s was something I'm old enough to remember. The initial use of CB in the UK was illegal, but with the many thousands of people using it, the government was eventually persuaded to legalise its use. Although this legalisation did not fully satisfy many users, its many restrictions with regard to signal power and method of transmission were imposed. CB radio comprised of 40 radio frequencies in one part of the radio spectrum and there was another 20 channels on another lesser used part of the radio spectrum. These frequencies were referred to as channels. The idea was to initially call out on channel 14 or 19 
for someone you wished to talk to, and once communication had been established, you moved to another clear channel. Other users could then join in the conversation. CB radio still exists in this country um, today, although its popularity has certainly diminished since that of the late 70s and early 80s, when the UK was CB crazy. As a little side note, it may be of interest to those CBers of years gone by to know that there does exist today apps that allow your smartphone or tablet to be used like a CB via the internet. May be of interest to those that miss those long gone days. What was the method of social media interaction before CBs? Was it perhaps newspapers and magazines, or am I missing something? If you know the answer, please make contact. Reveal to the world your thoughts for a future follow-up article on social media, right here on Radio Popstand. So, what for the future? Will the next social network revolution move away from the World Wide Web? I am not going to try and guess what will appear next and simulate the imagination of the population um, and compel them away from the current bunch of social media apps. I don't pretend this to be an exhaustive insight into the world of social networking. It is quite an exhaustive subject. (laughs) What would be interesting to hear is what is or what was your favourite social media service? Do you long to go back to the days of CB radio? Or is your favourite one of the current bunch of top apps, such as TikTok or some other service that I haven't mentioned that you consider to be more popular? Or better still, do you have a suggestion for a social media service that in your opinion would be something to revolutionise the social media concept? You can send a voice message via the Anchor app or via the World Wide Web at https colon forward slash forward slash anchor dot fm forward slash radio pop stand forward slash message. I'll say that again. https colon forward slash forward slash anchor dot fm forward slash radio pop stand forward slash message or if you want to put your message in text form you can do so as a direct message on twitter to at radio pop stand or on tumblr to radio pop stand your comments could appear in a follow-up article on a future broadcast from Radio Popstand. Please, please do make contact. Tell the world your thoughts. Thank you. Radio Network. This is Radio Popstand. Of course, the world's most powerful radio transmitter. Internet. 
Since I recorded that article, uh, Dom Hoffman, he of Vine fame, has just announced that work on his new social media service, Byte, is nearly complete and that it will become live to the world shortly. Certainly something to look forward to. This is Radio Popstand, your news and information station broadcasting to the world via the internet, the world's most powerful radio transmitter. We've still got so much more to bring you on this broadcast. In a few moments, it's Pop Stand News from all those Pop Stand correspondents from across the world. And dare I say the universe. And then we bring you this broadcast featured app. Detailing an app that once you hear about it, you won't want to live without it. Keep listening to Popstand. This is Popstand. And now, the news. Across your yard. Across your city. Across the nation. Across the world and throughout the whole universe, this is Radio Popstand News. Up to date, accurate reports from our team of correspondents. Welcome to Popstand News. It's been a while since our last update of all things newswise, but our team of correspondents from around the world have been beavering away, compiling reports and filing them at Popstand's central database of news and public affairs. The 4th of August 2019, in fact, was our last delve into the subjects making the headlines. So... We have a bit of catching up to do. Let's get on with it. This is Radio News. The year has been dominated by rather a lot of rain. So much so that on the 12th of August 2019, a mythical radio station by the name of Radio Wet Monday Morning came on the air. And this rather strange opening jingle. Hey, 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 this is Radio Wet Monday Morning, coming on the air just for you. Time to get out of bed, you sleepy head. That rain is ready, waiting to make you all wet. We have all the wet weather news. Apparently there's a low depression in the southeast, so don't go and bump your heads on it, will you? We have all those groovy wet tunes just for you. <laughs> it might as well rain until September. That's a very good one, you know. Riders on the storm or even flowers in the rain. These are just a few we got lined up for you. If you're really lucky, the rain, it will last all day, making us so incredibly wet. Happy Monday to you. Woo! <laughs> I know, I'm mad. Unfortunately, the station only made this one broadcast, which in itself was a bit of a tragedy. This is News. 24th of August, an almost fatal occurrence with an accident at work involving a piece of machinery used daily. Our reporter provides all the details. There I was, sitting there. The ball and chain had been successfully attached. 
I was busy working away at the tasks which had been allotted me. When disaster did occur, I picked up the stapler to attach two pieces of paper. When the said stapler slipped out of my hand, tumbling downwards went the stapler at, uh, the stapler at an immense speed. Crash on impact as it hit the keyboard, or more precisely, the F10 key. Ouch! went the poor little key as it jumped out of its allotted position. <gasps> A look of horror on my face as I picked up the telephone and called emergency services. 999, which service do you require? Fire, police or ambulance? The person on the other end said, emergency keyboard, please. I said back, <gasps> which key is it? I was asked. F10, my immediately blurted out reply was, Sorry, mate, we ain't got none of them, came the reply. And then the call was terminated. I couldn't believe how unhelpful they were. So, after many years of loving care, the work computer has a wonky F10 key. Many messages of condolence were received by your reporter on what occurred. Here's one conversation. Oh, disaster, disaster, I hope your day improves. And my reaction to this message was, could have been worse. Imagine life without the letter E, or worse still, the pound sign. And then the conversation just continued further. Good point there, good point. Well made. E would have been worse. As you you can reprogram the other keys to make a pound sign, you know. You don't think I'd better tell the boss that, that you can do that? Oh, no, I don't think I had. You know what he left me doing? He left me reprogramming every single key to the pound sign. (gasps) Oh, dear. How are we going to get around this? I really do not know. You really would have thought the emergency services would have been more helpful in this matter, but that, unfortunately, is the way of the world. This is News. This following report carries a 16Z certificate. That means it is only suitable for people of an age of 16 and under. So if you're over 16, tune away for a couple of minutes. Listen to KISS FM or one of those old people's stations. Vera, Chuck and Dave, they'll let you know when it's safe to tune back in. This is Radio Pop Have they gone, children? Oh, that's good. Right, it's okay and it's safe to listen to this next report. It's all about the length of the school summer holidays and a cunning plan to extend said holidays by a few weeks. Here's the report. The 1st of September it has arrived and the school-aged contingent of the family are feeling depressed that school restarts in a few days' time. A cunning plan, children, for next year to increase August to 62 days. A large amount of jelly babies, chocolate buttons, penny chews, you know, all that sort of stuff, have been delivered to the main calendar makers to accidentally, on purpose, print two Augusts, resulting in the new school year commencing in October. 
But I hear you say, will the teachers not be suspicious of the rather long summer break? And especially so when they turn over the page of the second coming of August and find September has disappeared and they are confronted with October. Ah, yes. But there is a way around this little problem, as the printers have been persuaded to rename October Septober. I don't think the teachers will notice, will they? Right, children, why have you better wake up the oldies? Because uh, we've got some more news to listen to, and we need to get them to listen to this next report. This is the following report details the events that occurred on the 16th of September 2019 and we should point out that no people or animals except perhaps a dragonfly were harmed during the making of this report. So reporter, please report. This is a story of great magnitude. It is a tale of good fighting evil. It is the tale of how one person... Me? Helped out dear Lauren when she was in a state of distress. It all started at 20.57 hours, British summer time, when I was out walking doggies, Benji and Minnie. An incoming telephone communication was received by yours truly. Oh no, Jeff, you're not out walking the dogs, are you? I need you back here now. There's this massive spider. There was a scream followed by another scream, one from Lauren, one from her mum. <gasps> Come on, doggies, we have an emergency situation and we need to return home, I said to Benji and Minnie. We did a 360-degree turn and increased speed to walk factor four on the return home. There was a sudden jolt as Benji put down anchors, having seen a grass verge he needed to sniff. Don't you realise this is a life or death situation, I yelled at Benji. He ignored me and continued to sniff. A few minutes later, Dogs and I returned home. I rushed to Lauren's room, expecting to see carnage. <gasps> you took your time, said an annoyed Lauren. I saw a mattress with one corner turned up. Under this mattress was a glass, and in the glass was a spider. Mum and me managed to strap the spider. You now need to get it from my room. I carefully slid a piece of card under the glass and started to walk out of the room. Let's have a look, said Lauren. You've lost it. You, you have, you've lost it, she shouted at me. I reassured Lauren that the spider was in the glass and then transported this glass, the card and the spider into the garden. I then set the spider free. My phone then rang again. Jeff, Jeff, come quick, another spider. Back to Lauren's room. And a dragonfly is terrorising poor Lauren. Quick, quick, catch it, she says. The dragonfly moves and flies over in Lauren's direction. She screams at the top of her voice. I attempt to catch the dragonfly. And every time I try to capture it, the dragonfly flies off again. The only thing to do was curtail the life of this poor little creature, which I did as quickly as possible. Now I'm really in trouble. I didn't want you to kill it, she says. Oh. The murder trial starts next week. 
Hang on, hang on, hang on. There's, there's something wrong with that report. Now, he mentions a 360-degree turn. Now, that surely means that you're, you, you're turning round and you're, you're just going, continuing off in exactly the same direction you were going. Hang on, let's, let's do a bit of mathematics here. Uh, 360 plus 4, take away the number you first thought of, divide by 45, multiply by the square root of 49, then a few, few, few more mindless calculations, yet that gives you a 180 degree turn. Oh dear, you have to put these reporters in their place, you know. I don't know. Right, let's let's carry on. Jingle, please. This is the twelfth of November had a cold start to its day, and indeed something I needed to warm me up. Strange, because our reporter was exactly the same. It's a cold Tuesday morn. And my word, is that cold. I got absolutely frozen on the doggy walk this morn. I need something warm inside me. I think I'm going to have some porridge. It's nearly done. Wow, right on cue. Oh, excuse me while I eat my porridge. Keep warm if you're going outside. That is cold. It's the 12th of October as our reporter goes to his brother's for dinner. And a rather funny joke. I say, I say, I say, how many elephants can you fit in a hammer for? Any idea? I don't know. What's a hammer for? It's for knocking nails in, mate. This is I was placed in charge of feeding the doggies on the 13th of November, and a very responsible task that is, you know. There are some very exact procedures which must be carried out uh, when you're doing such a task. Timing is utmost, ensuring there are no problems encountered. Our man on the scene has all the details. Here I am, standing here, watching the doggies eating their dinner. Why am I standing here watching them eating their dinner, you may ask? Well, as soon as they finish their dinner, they're going to have a little chew. But I mustn't get the chew out the cupboard before they finish their dinner, otherwise they won't eat their dinner. God, dear, that was a long explanation. They're like two little children, they are. Oh, dear. And I'll tell you something else. We call these chews sweeties. Don't ask me why. They're called sweeties. This is Radio Popstand. Broadcasting from around the world of other world's most powerful radio transmitter, the internet, this is Radio Popstand, your news and information station. We transmit of other facilities available on your favourite podcast player. Just search... Radio Pop Stand, and you are currently listening to Pop Stand News. This is Radio Pop Stand News. Saturday, the 30th of November, Jeffrey and the gang they did travel out of town. Our destination was the North Pole, you know, the place where Santa lives. This extra special report comes from our reporter, whom was on the scene, fully wrapped up, warmly. 
suppose you would be wrapped up warmly, wouldn't you? Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> As it gets so cold in that winter wonderland. Saturday morning on a rail replacement bus and then onto a real train. I hope you're following the story so far. We arrived at the North Pole. Oh, all right, it wasn't really the North Pole. It was Hyde Park in London. And boy, was it cold. I was absolutely frazzled. I was. There was rides aplenty for the little ones and the nephew to ride upon. And then it was decided by those that decide that we would all go on the Ferris wheel. And you don't know what you... You you mean you don't know what a Ferris wheel is? You'll have to Google it. Other search engines are available. Must point that out. Up in the air we slowly went. It we we, we nearly touched the top of the sky. <gasps> we then went to a restaurant and we had fish pie. Or I had fish pie. Yummy. It was getting rather late. Just past ten o'clock. Time to travel home. Out came the playing cards on the train to keep the children amused. But I'm afraid one of those nieces, she had to misbehave. She wanted to change the rules of the game. Oh, did she create a fuss? Oh, dear. She almost screamed the train down. Don't ask me how you scream a train down. But that's what she did. Oh, dear. She couldn't get her own way, you see. That's what the problem was. Oh, dearie me. When I got home, it was ten minutes past midnight. Oh, Was I so tired? Thank you, kind sir, for that comprehensive report. And it was spoken so well. (laughs) This is Radio News. Let's go back to the 17th of November, where our reporter makes a startling discovery in the kitchen and, as a consequence, bursts into song. This is a very disturbing sound, which should be avoided if you have sensitive ears. Put your earplugs in. (laughs) There I was, standing in the kitchen, clearing up things, you know, like you do. And I looked in a pile of stuff that's on to one side, and I saw these two Christmas gift tags. And I thought to myself, hmm, Christmas. And then I burst into song. Christmas! Christmas, here comes Christmas. <laughs> and then I said to myself, Jeffrey, you're mad. <laughs> Has he finished? Sorry, I had more earplugs in. Yes, um, just to reduce the, the, the potential ear damage that may have occurred, you know. I hope your ears are okay. It, it's safe now, it's safe. I promise you, it's safe. Okay, right. This Now, we all know that there was much upheaval in the world of politics here in the UK over the past three to four years, which was caused by this Brexit phenomena. Um, it's certainly been a hard slog for us to endure. 
Let's it it's be there's been much debate across the land with the remainers and the leavers splitting the nation almost in half. Mrs. Theresa May um, was Her Majesty's Prime Minister um, until she did resign on the 24th of July 2019. At this time, the Premiership was taken up by one Boris Johnson, the man with the slogan, Get Brexit Done. The already twice delayed exit date for the UK to leave the EU was set before Johnson took the reins of power for the 31st of October 2019. Johnson was adamant that the UK would leave the EU on the 31st of October with statements like, I'd rather die in a ditch than ask for a further extension and we are getting ready to come out on the 31st of October, do or die, come what may. And his attempt to silence Parliament by his, later declared by the Supreme Court as illegal, proroguing of Parliament. But after a series of failed parliamentary votes, he was forced to ask for a further extension, although this was done in a very begrudgingly manner. I wish I could say that word properly, begrudgingly. I said it that time. I'm not going to try to say it again. Um, he tries to do that in such a manner with an unsigned letter being sent to the EU requesting a delay. And then there was an explanatory letter from the UK's EU ambassador and a signed letter explaining why the UK did not want an extension. Three letters. <laughs> the result of this letter writing was a further extension being given until the 31st of January 2020. After much heated debate and many parliamentary votes, a general election was called for the 12th of December. The first general election we've had in the UK in December since 1923. Now, we now come to the report. Yes, you've been waiting for this, haven't you? Um, in this report, our reporter, Geoffrey... That name seems familiar. Where have I heard that before? Oh, well, he was out in Eastbourne walking our doggies for a walk. Here's the report. There was mini dog Benji and me walking down the road this morning. We'd come across this sign. It was over this big, big door. It said, Polling Station. What's a polling station? What's a polling station? Oh, Benji, 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 and Minnie, Minnie, Minnie. We need to go in here right away. Sorry, I was using the wrong voice then, wasn't I? That was Benji's voice, and I was, I was doing it as if it was me. Oh, well, never mind. Anyway, we went in, and then there was this man. He said, Oi, oi, you can't go in there. I said, Oh, I'm very sorry. I can't. The doggies allowed in. No, no, the doggies are all right. It's you. You can't come in here. You're too old. I said, Too old? I can't be too old. I, I, I thought I'd do some voting. No, you can't. The doggies can come in, but not you. Oh, OK. So I had to wait outside by, while, while Benji, Benji, I mean Benji, Benji and Minnie were doing their voting. So they went in, they voted, and then they come out again. And, and I couldn't believe it. They wouldn't let me in. <laughs> it's not fair. And that's the end of our little story for today. 
I wonder who's going to win. I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? We certainly will, you know. That was recorded earlier, that little bit. And now this evening, the polls have closed. And I must point out that I was allowed in. I did do a vote. Um, it was the doggies that weren't actually allowed in. We didn't actually try to get them in anyway. It was only me that went in there. <laughs> anyway, as I say, we're waiting for the results. And all will be revealed in the morning. we know who's won. But now I'm going to go to sleep. Good night. Sleep tight. And see you tomorrow. So, what was the final result? Did the Conservative Party win? They did. They won by 365 seats. Labour, 203. The Scottish National Party, 48. The Liberal Democratic Party, 11. The Democratic Unionist Party, 8. And other parties, 15. All this means that the Conservative Party has a working majority of 80 seats. So, it's highly likely that Brexit will occur on the 31st of January. But, then again, nothing is ever certain with politics. Two points of interest are the leader of the Liberal Democratic Party, Jo Swinson, she lost her seat. And Nigel Farage's Brexit Party, they won no seats at all. Hmm. Another point of note was Eastbourne turned from orange back to blue, meaning that outgoes Liberal Democrat Stephen Lloyd and incomes Conservative Caroline Ansell. But the question is, and I'm not sure what the answer to this is, does this massive Conservative victory confirm the 2016 referendum? where we voted to leave the EU, or was the victory brought about because the population of the UK have just had enough of the political parties continually bickering and affecting many aspects of life in this country, and, as a consequence, just want this whole Brexit fiasco simply to come to an end. This is Radio News. The 19th of November was the day your reporter was assigned a massive task. We now take you into the inner sanctum of Geoffrey's workplace and hear about what needs to be done. Here I am in the office at work. I'm surrounded by bits of paper. What are these bits of paper? These bits of paper are invoices. Invoices that were issued over the last year. And there's about 2,000 of the things. And, and none of them are in order. And I've got to put them in order. <gasps> wow, what a task. I've, I've, I've got them roughly in order to the hundreds. And now I've got to individually go through every one of them and put them in the correct order. <gasps> Wish me luck. It's going to be a long, long job. Many messages wishing good luck were received and it is understood that the invoices in question had to be taken home in order to finish this massive task. Boy, were those invoices heavy to carry home and back to work again. 
They certainly were. My arms that he dropped off. <laughs> this is Every other Saturday is Cherry and Almond Rock Bun Cake Cooking Day at Jeffers HQ. And the 23rd of November was one such Saturday. Let's now go over to this special report on my cooking activities of the day. This is me reporting in the kitchen. And I'm doing some cooking. Cherry and almond rock buns I'm doing today. I got the flour and I got the fat and I got the sugar and I got the coconut and I got the egg and I got the milk and I got the glassy cherries and I got the flaked almonds. I've also got the almond essence. I'm going to mix them all up, bung them in the oven and cook them. Whee! Wow, this is a good Saturday. And also, just to make the day, I've got the sounds of Radio Caroline North playing in the background. Well, I will in a second, so I'm just going to switch it back on. Bye now. If you're interested in this recipe, you'll find full details on my Right Chatter blog. That's the blog spot incarnation of same. Although I will see if I can include on the radio spot. I will see if I can include on the radio pop stand support feeds in the fullness of time. Yes, you do some cooking then, can't you? Whoa. Let's move on and tell you of a magnificent present I was given at Christmas time. It was an iWatch. Yes, an iWatch. Wow. Have to say, I've never been a great fan of watches and... I was just a little unsure as to whether I get on with this device. There's an awful lot that can be done with this little machine, and I'm learning every day. Okay, so you have the core function um, that's available on all watches to tell the time, which on the iWatch can be presented to you in many different formats. There's many apps pre-installed with the option to install more the majority of which work with the supporting app on the iPhone. Our reporter now brings you this report, recorded on his iWatch using the Voice Memos app. One thing that I thought I'd try on the iWatch is to set up the Apple Pay feature to quickly pay for goods at the various stores that allow such a service, which nowadays is just about the majority of them. You firstly need to enter your debit and or credit card details into your iPhone using the pre-installed app called Wallet. There are various security procedures you have to go through um, with your bankers uh, to do this, but it's all fairly straightforward. You now have the ability to pay for goods using your iPhone or your iWatch and most likely other Apple devices too. But let's not get carried away. Let's just concentrate on the iWatch at the moment. Um, we don't want to get too involved at this point. So let's imagine I'm standing at the um, local supermarket. The cashier has just scanned all the goodies I'm purchasing and tells me it's a £5.83, please. I can't afford to spend too much, you know, at once. Okay, I raise my arm and I'm looking at my iWatch 
um, I press the crown, which is the only immediately visible protruding button on the iWatch. Um, from the mass of icons that now appear on the watch face, I select the wallet app. Um, I now have a display showing the cards I have entered on the system. I tap on my debit card and I'm prompted to double click to pay. At this point, I'm confused. Double click what is my first thought. Uh, I double tap on the watch face, but nothing happens. I go through the same procedure again, um, but no, it's not working. By this time, the pressure of being at a teal point are beginning to pump to become evident. People don't like waiting behind you, you know. Many are just looking and thinking, what on earth is he playing at? I abandon the idea of using the iWatch and pay by the plastic version of my debit card. Okay, let's move on. Another day, another opportunity to pay by Apple Pay on my iWatch. I've worked out now that there's a recessed button to the left of the iWatch that I should be double-clicking, not the watch face as I was before. So, I'm at the till point, been told the bill is £10.53. Hmm, bit of a spendthrift there. I'm spending a bit more money, and I? Oh, dearie me, I have to watch that. Anyway, I've launched a wallet selected my debit card and attempt to double-click the recessed button. I've done a test run of this at home and everything works well, but the nerves just get to me when I'm standing in the shop. I'm not double-clicking fast enough is the problem um, between each click, and I fail to get the final prompt, which should be hold near reader to pay. Please, please, Apple, can we have an option on this wallet app that there's where, where it's permissible to just single click this recessed button to get over this frustrating problem? This is your reporter stuck in a queue somewhere in Eastbourne trying to pay for some goodies and I can't help. Wow, that was interesting. And that includes Pop Stand news for this broadcast from Radio Pop Stand. News from up your alley, news down your street, news across the county and over the country, around the continent, all over the world and even across the universe. This has been Pop Stand news. Thank you to our team of reporters for all those reports. If you have an item of news that you wish to be considered for inclusion in a future broadcast from Popstand News, please do make contact. Either in voice or typed form, you can become a part of the Popstand experience. Wow, why don't you become a part of the Popstand experience? Yeah, wow. Contact details at the end of this broadcast from Radio Popstand. Broadcasting from the world's most powerful radio transmitter, the Internet. That was Radio Popstand News. Thank you, Mr. Newsman. 
Before we move on to our next item, a late item of news has just come in. Uh, Jeffrey has managed, at long last, to pay for goodies using his iWatch. It did take quite a few attempts, but he's eventually got there. Time is quite often of the essence when paying for goods at most of these busy stores, and it has been discovered by Jeffrey the following is the quickest method to pay for the goods you are purchasing. Firstly, you need to be fully aware as to the position of the recessed button on your iWatch, so you don't end up trying to press where there is no recessed button as I did on more than one occasion. Next, immediately you are aware of the amount to be paid, press quickly the recessed button twice. I find this easier um, to do as I hold the iWatch steady holding my thumb. You should now see on the iWatch face an image of your credit or debit card and a prompt to hold near reader to pay. Don't panic if you don't immediately see this on the iWatch face. Hold the iWatch steady and try the procedure again. You will get there. If you want to use another card to that displayed, you have the option to just swipe to the left until the required card is displayed. Now, do as prompted and hold the iWatch near the reader. Your iWatch should make a sound and vibrate, and the cashier should confirm payment has been made. I'm so pleased I eventually got there, but Apple, better instructions would be appreciated. This is Radio Popstand. Across the world, via the world's most powerful radio transmitter, the internet, this is Radio Popstand. And now, our last item for today, this broadcast's featured app. An app that you'll soon discover you just, you, you just cannot live without. This is Radio Popstands. Radio Popstands featured featured. Radio Popstands featured. Radio Popstands. The app we're going to look at this time around in this broadcast featured app feature is our groceries. If you've been looking for an app that provides you with the ability to create a digital shopping list, then this may be the app you've been looking for, the app you've been waiting for. It's an app without unnecessary features, but just enough capabilities to provide an easy-to-use tool that is a cut above the standard pen and paper. Up until now, Fairly recently, I could still be seen wandering around Eastbourne stores carrying a written shopping list. All very 20th century stuff, I know. And it's so easy to drop the list or leave it on a shop shelf somewhere. How many times have you tried to retrace your steps in an attempt to find that mislaid list? Fail miserably and end up trying to remember what it was that was on this missing list. With our groceries, you can 
prepare your shopping list into as many individual lists as you so wish. I tend to do the majority of my shopping in one supermarket with a few bits and pieces from other stores around the town. So I normally only maintain two lists, one for the supermarket and one for everywhere else. But it's entirely up to you as to how you organize your list or lists. In use, it's a simple task of creating your list of items required and adding to the correct list as you enter. When you're in the store picking up your goodies, it's simply a case of tapping off, yeah, that's right, tapping off, not ticking off, tapping off each item as you put them in your shopping basket. As you do this, a line is put through the item on your list and moved to the crossed off list, which is directly below the list you are viewing. So if you accidentally do tap off on the wrong item, it's simply a case of tapping said item again and it goes back on the original place of the uncrossed list. That makes sense. It, 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 it's easier to use than what it is to describe, but it, it's quite simple, I promise you. That really is the main function of the app. Another nice feature is the ability to create a list of items using recipes. Before it becomes to shopping time, you study the list of items in your recipe lists, tap items of the required in, and said tapped item is copied to your shopping list. If you're one of those lucky people with an iWatch, our groceries can be installed on the same and all your lists are mirrored in both the iPhone and the iWatch with the capability of adding and removing items from your shopping list on both platforms. I was first somewhat disappointed with the iWatch extension to this app as a couple of times I noticed that the iPhone and the iWatch were not syncing their lists with each other. It took me a while to, to fathom out as to why this was why, the, why this was happening. Then one day there was an update I noticed for the uh, groceries app. I, I, I duly updated and immediately after this update the syncing again failed. Solution? To the problem, I did find, I did. If there is an update to the app on your iPhone, what you need to do is to launch the Watch app, that's the Watch app that's on your iPhone, go to the section headed installed on your Apple Watch, tap on our groceries and turn off the toggle switch, which is show app on your Apple Watch. What this does is uninstalls the app from your iWatch. When this procedure is complete, immediately switch the toggle switch back on. This will reinstall the R Groceries app on your iWatch. The iPhone and iWatch incarnations of our groceries now sync with each other. And it does work. I've tried it several times. You have to uninstall it and reinstall it on your watch and it will work. 
You can also have the same lists appear on other devices by simply entering the same email address in each copy of the Our Groceries app. Useful if you're preparing the list, but husband, wife or some other family member is doing the hard work trundling around the shops. There is a premium version available. I haven't updated as of yet, but I'm rather tempted. <laughs> um, that has additional features, adding photos. Handy, I guess, if uh, there's something something on your list that you've never purchased before or only purchase occasionally. The premium version also allows you to add items by scanning barcodes and also removes the displayed advertisements on the app. Would you believe there is more? Yes, more. If you're the owner of an Amazon Echo, there's a skill available whereupon items can be added to your our groceries shopping list via an Alexa command. I think that's about it. Certainly an app worth considering, especially if you're sick of losing that rather old-fashioned paper equivalent. Available on iOS, um, Android, it's an app called Our Groceries. Check it out. This is Radio Popstand. Radio Popstand's featured app. Radio Popstand's featured app. Radio Popstand. And that is it. There is no more. I'd like to carry on forever more, but I'm getting hungry and I need my dinner. I really do hope you found something of interest in this broadcast from Radio Popstand and that you'll join us again when we next come on the air. If something you've heard in this broadcast from Popstand has provoked you to want to make contact, then please, please do. We may even include your comments in a future broadcast from Popstand. So please do make contact. Become a part of the Popstand experience. Several ways to make contact with Popstand via our Twitter account, which is at Radio Popstand, or via our account on Tumblr, which is Radio Popstand. If you use the Anchor app um, to listen to this podcast, you can send a voice message by tapping the voice message button on the Radio Popstand profile page. Uh, you don't use the Anchor app? Well, no worries. There's a web page you can go to to send a voice message. The URL is, let me try and get this right, https colon forward slash forward slash anchor dot fm forward slash radio popstand forward slash message. Would you like me to say that again? Okay, seeing it's you, I will. It's H-T-T-P-S colon forward slash forward slash anchor dot FM forward slash radio pop stand forward slash message. 
You will find that um, URL um, on all the different various feeds that we're on, including the Anchor app, um, my profile thereon. Okay, right. Um, other ways are being considered to enable you to make contact. Perhaps we may have a Facebook presence, something that I'm seriously considering doing, so keep a watch on that one. Um, that uh, could well be happening sometime in the near future. Or perhaps Radio Pop Stand should have its own email address. What do you think about that one? Well, perhaps that might happen. Um, must would be the easiest way to make contact. Let us know what you think. Um, Radio Pop Stand, broadcasting to your alley, your street, county, country, continent, planet, and across the whole universe. We broadcast for the world's, or dare I say, the universe's most powerful radio transmitter, the internet. There have been 27 previous broadcasts from Popstand, all available via your favourite podcast player. Just search for Radio Popstand. We'll be back. Don't know when, or don't know exactly when, or even where, but we will be back. Keep watching, keep listening. Thanks for listening, and goodbye for now. This is Radio Popstand. This is Radio Popstand. This is Radio Popstand. This is Radio Popstand. From the Jean here, Radio Lit. This is Radio Popstand. Broadcasting on the world's most powerful radio transmitter, the internet.